What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today I am looking back at one championship's 162 card, uh, which went down uh, in, in the, the morning slash noon time here over in Ireland, uh, but over in the Singapore uh, Indoor Stadium. Uh, Double header again from once. We're going to be looking at the first card here, the 162 card, um, headlined by John DeBella versus Pim Am Jang, uh, with a good few MMA fights in through it too. I'll give you a breakdown of all the fights that happened on it today. But um, overall, it was it was probably not as good as their recent cards, while still being a good card. There were some uh, nice finishes on it, some very, very good performances, especially, especially Reese McLaren's probably the, the standout uh, performer for me, but we, we will uh, we will obviously get to that. Uh, but yeah, all in all, a pretty good card, a pretty good way, I suppose, to start off uh, a massive weekend in the world of mixed martial arts with, obviously, the 2-1 championship cards with the massive UFC as well. And uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Whenever I start these uh, previews, or reviews even, I always like to kind of pick something out that's a little bit different from one championship, uh, or maybe even if when I do the PFL ones or the Bellator ones or whatever, uh, that kind of makes it either, look, something that makes it either, either better or something that makes it worse. And one thing that stood out to me tonight that, may, that actually makes one championship better, I think than almost every other promotion... They don't bring stats up in the middle of the fights. And if they do, it's it's rare and needed, maybe. But they don't. Like, you, you see in the middle of all the other promotions, you, you see it, it comes up and it's like, you know, Fighter A has landed 23 strikes, Fighter B has landed 19 strikes, whatever it might be. You know, the, the amount of control time or whatever uh, stat they think might be useful at that time. And one championship don't really do that. And I like that. And I think it goes maybe with their ethos of this being martial arts and this being about the actual fight itself. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of look at the judging afterwards and decide what that is. Or we will, you know, go through the stats afterwards uh, and, and see the meaning of them. But when we're in the fight, we're in the fight. And do you know what? I really, really like that. As someone who is a massive advocate for judging and all, I think, uh, I, I think it actually should be separated from the fight at the time of the fight uh, unless you are obviously the judge or unless you are the commissioner or whatever but when you're sitting down to watch the fight I think it can be the stats can be deceiving a lot of the time and also unnecessary a lot of the time and uh, to not have them in one championship I hadn't even thought of it before because you know you wouldn't really think of it when it's when it's not there but today watching the card it really kind of stood out to me because it was one fight it was the sort of, I can't remember which fight it was, but I was in the middle of it and I'm thinking, this is the start of the fight where it's close at the end of the round. There's like 30 seconds left. And if this was the UFC, they'd probably pull up the stats and say, you know, Chris Weidman, 39 strikes, Luke Rockhold's 412 or whatever that round was with Arb Dina. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really like that. And that's one thing I must mention because it pop, kind of popped into my head when I was watching the card. And I think it's, I think it's a good thing, and if you're watching, maybe you know the watching back this card or watching the next cards, uh, which are coming up for one championship. Maybe have a look at one fight and kind of be cognizant of it and see if it makes it better because it leads to less blabble and more talk about the actual punches, kicks, submissions, takedowns, and whatever else being thrown, landed, and executed, and. That's what I want from my MMA, and I think that's what most people want from their, from their MMA. So uh, 
that's very good from one. Do you know what as well? Michael Chiavello, I think he's improved so much. Like, uh, I think before it was, and, and you know, he still has his good night Irene and his his things that he kind of uh, uses. But uh, he was there was uh, this thing in MMA before and in other combat sports where a trend of kind of uh, commentators which were more cartoonish. Um, which kind of had their sentences that they needed to get into every fight. You know, probably all, a lot of lads copying Mike Goldberg, if we're being honest. And Sheffield, I think, was was like that, but it was it, it was more like the, the kind of the, the scripted lines than anything else. I think he's gotten away from that an awful lot. I think he's very good. The end of the um, the Tabella Zhang fight, I thought he was really, really good. And he's very good in all these kickboxing matches, I think, because he knows them so well. He seems to have a great interest in that. And, you know, me and myself, I wouldn't be, you know, an expert in, in who the fighters are or anything about it or definitely not the sport. And I think he brings that level of kind of <coughs> enjoyment of the sport and understanding of the sport and is well able to call it as well. So, you know, fair play. I, I think he's someone who's definitely improved at his job and definitely got a lot better. So from the commentary point of view, two things there, I, I would definitely... Uh, Definitely give a plus point to to one championship on all of that, and I like Mitch, Mitch Chilson as well. I think he's really good. He was another guy I maybe wasn't the biggest fan of at the start, but I've definitely warmed him, and I think he's good. And the fact he's so close and his his knowledge of the fighters is probably second to none compared to any um, uh, commentator, co commentator worldwide. And okay, maybe it's a little bit easier because a lot of the one championship fighters come from, you know, the the, the same gyms or or they come from a, a similar areas. Of maybe he's trained with a lot of them are trained when they come in for the uh, you know the events when he's there for all of the events anyway. But still, or not he still has that knowledge and it's it's really really good. So, yeah, all in all, that's a quick take on on, on some of the things that I, I wanted to mention. Uh, let's get into the cards. The cards started off with a fight. This must have been very late coming through because uh, I did my preview earlier on in the week. Uh, I did my betting preview only a couple of days ago and this fight still hadn't been announced. So it was uh, Rusan Emil Beck versus Ben Wilhelm um, in the in the uh, £185 welterweight division, which they have, which is kind of weird. Um, <coughs> I, t- I thought... Um, so it's Ruslan Imbek Ulu. Ruslan, I think he was really, really smart. Re- such a smart fighter. Um, he, he tricked Wilhelm into going to the floor at the very start. Now, if people were watching it, he kind of grabbed a low clinch and kind of gave up the neck to act like Wilhelm was kind of doing a head and arm tr- uh, throw on him. And he kind of let him do it and then got his back. It was really, really smart. And, you know, it's the type of thing that uh, we're uh, thinking a lot this week about, uh, you know, the Oliveira Makacha fight and thinking about how, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu guys are, and that's probably maybe a bad example here, but how jiu-jitsu guys get the floor. Let's say someone like uh, McKinsey Dern, right? If she could give up someone a head and arm throw, just like let them head and arm throw her and then pop out and take the back, wouldn't that benefit her greatly? You'd have to give up the position, give up a throw, maybe give up yourself getting hit hard into the ground, but you might win the position because of it, or you will win the position because of it. And um, Ruslan did that here, and I think he did it really, really well. In uh, As I said, ended up getting the back and, um, you know, looked like he was going to get the finish for there. But when I'm strong, he ended up throwing him off. Um, then, 
uh, Ruslan got a takedown of his own from a throw. Didn't let uh, Willem throw him this time. He actually got the throw. And he just kind of big brothered into him. He was just too big, too strong, too aggressive. And was just kind of taking the fight away from him. Took the back again. Um, he got up. Uh, did, did Wilhelm no quitting him whatsoever got the fight to the clinch did Ruslan uh, he landed a load of knees in the clinch those knees were kind of nasty took the back again this kind of pulled him down and then just as the bell was about to go sunk in the rear naked choke and got the tap it was a real you know 458 of the first round so it was a real real late one I thought the round was going in I thought he was going to survive but it wasn't to be um, almost had him a couple of times earlier but uh, as I said Wilhelm defended very very well looks a strong guy as well and uh, was able to get out of it so very very good win for Ruslan there moves to uh, moves to 19 and 3 I think in his career something like that so uh, yeah a, a top performance there for him and he's definitely someone who you know with that many fights you'd have to put him towards the top of that division you, you know you look at Saldic here coming in um, and he he's I know he's fighting coming up soon and he has a name already but a couple more wins and, and it could be a big name like that and you know he lost to Li Zhang last time out back at when the start of this year so uh, but he had, it was on a great win streak as well uh, before that he lost a fight, fight a couple of fights before that but was on a greater win streak before that and fought a, a, a few names as well so be interesting to see where he goes from here uh, the next fight in the card in was a Muay Thai fight between uh, Dennis Purich and Tagir uh, Kalilov. Um, Purich very, very aggressive to start with. Tagir, uh, Tagir took the center, um, but it was only short term. Purich knocked him down late in round one. Round two, Purich was landing better, but I thought he got very, very tired in the middle of the round. Tagir won the round with late barrage against the fence, I think. Purich looked badly hurt uh, after that late barrage, and in the third in, Tagir dominated it. But Purich won. Um, it, uh, it, I, I think it was probably a draw. I don't think they said it. Maybe they did say it, maybe I missed it, but I think it was probably a draw. And uh, and they went back and kind of count back, and they used the who, who you know who landed the most most immediately impactful full strikes, obviously in a Muay Thai match, and uh, that was Purich based in that knockdown in in round one. But it's weird because you know Kalilov won most of that fight. He won the second round. He won the third round. Um, hurt him really really badly in the, uh, at the end of the second round was it as big or was it as hurtful as the knockdown I would say um, I don't know maybe, maybe it's debatable but I, I would say comparable and in fact he won you know what 70% of the rest of the fight Yeah, I, I think it was uh, I think it was interesting I don't, I'm not a big fan of not having draws to be honest uh, if it's a draw to draw let it be a draw you know if a, if a fight's a draw let it be a draw so uh, yeah I'm not the biggest fan in the world of that but look that's the, the rules they have and uh, and Purich ended up winning that one there uh, the next one then Artem Belak versus Leandro Issa tremendous fight very very high level stuff altogether. Um Isha started so fast and started really really well got the clinch Got the takedown immediately. Looked really, really strong. Into the mount. Almost at the armbar. I think, what was he calling it? The, the S, S mount or something like that. I don't know what this jujitsu stuff. Uh, <laughs> but he defended it well. Uh, did Belak. Landed some big elbows. Into half guard in. Passes into mount again. Got that very, very high mount again. The armbar again. But Belak quickly out. And he himself landed on top. Um, 
landed a couple of shots, but Issa got the Oma Plata to get himself on top again. Uh, all in the first round, that was. Round two, Belag landed a big right hand, kind of shocked off the clinch, and it looked like things were going good for him, landed the knee. Uh, then Issa kind of struck into the clinch, Black landed on top, but the arm bar again into the omoplata to sweep for Asa, landed him on top, mount again, arm bar again, and this was a full on arm bar this time. Got out of it, uh, but it was it was like the full, it, it was the arm bar, you know, the Rousey, uh, who, which Rousey one? No, it wasn't Rousey's in Ghana, but the one where she, you know, you put it under your arm and you pull back the arm bar, that wasn't enough. Then it was the straight, you know, armbar to, to grind to, to belly button type of one. Um, wasn't able to finish him either. Got the back then uh, after he got out. Um, took the back. Landed massive, massive ground and pound. Did Malal. And it looked like it was an insane comeback uh, on the uh, on the cards in because he, I thought he was going to get him out of there at the end of that second round. But um, he says survives and he kept going uh the start of the third round black landed five or six and maybe maybe i'm understating that like after it looked like the fight was over with isa with the armbar it really really did it looked like it was full on and when he got out he got that back and that mad that, that ground upon was huge it was it was an insane round like, like up there with it, it could have been a comeback in a year round of the year type of one if maybe it had, it had ended but maybe fall short uh, because it, it didn't get the finish but a, a mad kind of back and forth there uh, and then as I said started the third round Balak um, lands five or six right hands to start it off looked like it was uh, he was going to get the finish landed big McGregor elbows in the clinch it was almost finished and Herb Dean was kind of standing there and not really even looking at it <laughs> I was like uh, Herb you know I, I was taught to fight was going to be stopped but it wasn't and Issa almost immediately landed on top because Balak kind of got tired there was blood all over the place so they kind of slipped out and got back up Balak right hand again um, Issa pulled guard back up then again after some ground and pound lovely Issa jab but were really really tired uh, at the end of the fight and uh, Balak ended up taking the unanimous decision but God almighty at, at the midpoint of the second round it surely didn't look like that was going to happen uh he looked like he was dead to rights he looked like the fight was over after after losing the the first round as well in my opinion um but he came back almost got the finish and then he won the uh, the third round as well but as, as we know it's the fight he scored as a whole in one championship so it's a little bit different but yeah really really fun fight there and uh you know I wouldn't mind, do you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch. I don't think they'll do it, but, uh, and there's a few fights on this card. I wouldn't mind seeing rematches, but Black, I, I told you in the preview, um, his ability to kind of strike fearlessly because of his wrestling, because of his ground game, it makes him really good. In this fight, it didn't really show because Issa was so good on the ground as well. You know, it's kind of uh, <laughs> a precursor to what we might get for Makachev and Oliveira, but however, um, I think Balak will be better in future against people who aren't, you know, I think Issa is a world champion in jiu-jitsu, isn't he? So I think he will be better in future. Uh, not that he wasn't good today, and he won today against someone very, very good, but tough matchup for him, you know, styles make fights, and this was a definitely a very, very tough style matchup for uh, for Balak, but he came through it and won. Next fight in the card in was back to MMA, uh, and it was Echo Ronnie Saputra against Y2K, and again... Echo Ronnie got the first round submission. I think he's seven first round finishes in a row. Almost all of them submissions. 
And he looks, you know, do you know what? I, I don't know that he looked as good as he has in the past. Um, even physically, he looked, I thought he looked a little bit off coming into the fight. Uh, but still, he got he got it done and he, I'm sure it'll be better again next time. But um, immediately, Echo Ronnie went across the cage, got a big du- double leg, big takedown, jumped on the heel hook. And that was basically that. There wasn't much. There wasn't much more to it. It only went two minutes and sixteen. A lot of that was holding him against the cage, trying to get that that takedown. Um, you know, Echo Rani is a. V- and I said it about uh, White Ukraine in the preview. He once he is taken down, he's actually very good defensively, very good at getting back up. But there was there was just nothing here. He fell back on that uh, heel hook uh, when you know White Ukraine was doing his best, but there was really nothing he could do. And you know, Echo Rani. At that 135 pound class, there's a few guys there now at the moment, and and I think he will be, uh, I think he'll be quickly vaulted up that division because he's exciting, he's good, and I think he's he's a, do you know what he's a cool name as well, Echo Ronnie, what a great name, Echo Ronnie Saputra, it's just a great name, uh, but uh, yeah, very very good performance as well. Not much to review in it because it didn't go very long, basically just a takedown and a heel hook, which was very very impressive, but um. Yeah, definitely a guy to keep an eye on and definitely a guy we need to look forward to in the future. Uh, back to my tight end for the next fight, Jimmy Viano uh, against Nicholas Larson. And, an interesting one. Uh, again, Viano, clearly the better fighter, I thought, early. Very technical, defensively, very, very good. Uh, in the second round, though, Larson made it dirty. Vino got a cut over his left eye. He said it was from a headbutt. Not sure if it was or not, but after that, Larson landed a massive right hand uh, to probably take that round. Larson, a big right hand again in the third, not giving him much time, lots of clinch. Um, Vino won the fight, and this is this is scored as, you know, 10 by must system. Not sure I... Totally agree with that. Now, I'm no uh, I judging expert or anything like that, but I thought this was pretty, like, pretty clear-cut Larson 2 and 3, Vino 1 and 29, 28, but no, indeed, uh, Vino won it, so maybe, you know, I don't know as much about Muay Thai as I do about uh, MMA judging anyway without a shadow of a doubt. But uh, yeah, overall, a good fight anyway. And, you know, good performance uh, from Larson. I, I enjoyed what he did. Um Obviously, a, more, a better, more technical fighter, Fino was, but Larson, you know, I suppose put him put himself on the line, put his body on the line to try to win the fight. I thought he did, but it was it was definitely it was definitely close. Um, back to MMA then for the 125 pound fight between Gustavo Ballart and Alex Silva, and this was a this was a fun fight, you know. I told you in the lead up that um, Alex Silva will do nothing but jujitsu, and I look, I was right. Mostly, but his striking did look better. They were saying in the commentary as well, and I, I, I'm glad they did say it because a lot of I'm sure a lot of people watched it and maybe saw, maybe they've seen Silva um, fight once or twice before, but maybe you know wouldn't remember him totally or wouldn't have done the analysis like I I did last week and and look at what he did, and they they made a point of saying that his striking has improved an awful lot and it definitely did, uh, but it was more kind of towards the the middle or latter half of the fight. The fight started off with a lot of overhands from Ballard, and you know Ballard, you know four foot eleven, small squat, power ball um, against Silva, who was who was only five four, but looked like a giant in there. Um, as I said, jiu-jitsu guy as well. But the overhands from Ballard to start started off even early. Silva looked a bit, little bit better on the feet. He was landing a few jabs and stuff from range. Maybe it's easier to look like you've a good jab against someone you know five inches smaller than you when you yourself are only five four it looks even bigger silva did pull guard pretty early he look attempt ballard pulled out 
clinched in from Blair from Hoyle. Silver pull guard again. He look again. Got out, and as he was getting out, he caught the other leg, and it looked really, really good. It looked ending. A lot of struggles in that first round. Ballard defil- defending, defending, defending. Prolonged heel hook attempts, uh, but he survived. Second round pulls guard again. Uh, Ballard got into full guard, and he was a little bit better here. Landed a few shots, but got back up on the feet. Ballard, I, th- I thought, was clearly better. Um, while Silva did was clearly better than Silva while Silva looked better than Silva did before um, exchanges at the end of the round Ballard's left hands were probably the best of what we saw there in the third again Ballard landing but Silva lands a wheel kick um, and opens up with even more strikes lands a lovely hammer fist Artem Lavov style right down through the middle Silva got a takedown but quickly back up Ballard didn't get a late takedown, almost caught in the guillotine, but uh, but he really wasn't. Another fight I think could have gone either way. Uh, Ballard ended up taking the, the split decision, I think it was, and uh, that makes a lot of sense. A very, very close fight. I thought both guys landed well, both guys did well. Uh, I picked Ballard coming in, but I, do you know what? I probably would have given it to Silva for the closeness of those heel hook attempts uh, and that, that wheel kick that seemed to hurt Ballard. I don't think Ballard landed anything that hurt Silva as much as that uh, shot hurted him. So, uh, very interesting fight there. Back then to uh, a kickboxing fight, the first kickboxing fight uh, of the night, Konstantin Rusev versus Islam uh, Mutaziev. Uh, very close first round. Lusu looked, uh, or sorry, Rusu looked clo- looser. Uh, that's that's a hard thing to say. Rusu looked looser on the outside. Um, Islam was stoic and he didn't really throw enough uh, in that first round. And the same again in the second. To be honest, Rusu pushing the pressure. Um, nice left hand from Islam at one stage and landed one left hook, and it was. We we saw more of him in the third round, but in the in the second round, it's kind of all he true. Way better though from from Islam uh, Murtazev in the third round than a four or five lefts, head kick from Rusu, late fun late exchanges, not a classic I would say. Rusu got the win there and he deserved it. Um, then we had the top two fights, which were really really good and really really interesting uh, I told you coming in that this Reese McLaren Winston Ramos fight was a, a two two BJJ guys it'll probably be 15 minutes on the feet and McLaren will win because he's better striking now I was <laughs> I was more than 66% right I would say because it only went to 10 minutes McLaren was better on the feet and we didn't see much of anything on the ground just the one twos from McLaren early were just money he was just landing them over and over and over and over again as uh, Chevella called them one two kangaroo <laughs> down the middle from McLaren and I suppose he's allowed to say that because uh, he's an Aussie as well but I yeah, no, we're all the we're all the one and um Ramos was uh, he was just too slow. He was just too, that, was, that was the end of the story. Uh, couldn't close the distance. Reese was hitting, slipping, doing really well. Huge left hook from Reese late, uh, and then an even bigger right hand after it into mount. But the uh, but the round ended there. Dominant first round from uh, from Reese McLaren in the second. Ramos, do you know what? He looked a little bit longer, and he was obviously more defensive in that second round. Um, he changed McLaren changed to Southpaw didn't have massive success but it was smart because when he changed back he did have a lot more success cutting off the cage really well it helped him a lot that was the key I think to to the to this fight not turning into a close fight in the second round if you get me the leg kicks landed a big spinning kick and that one two down the middle again went to the end of the round and um, Hamas was getting up off his stool to get back and then he 
didn't get up and he just sat down and they were like what's going on here and they showed it and he had a massive swollen foot so it looked like he broke his foot I, I, you know I'm, I'm no x-ray machine but <laughs> it looked like he had a broken foot and uh, he couldn't continue so yeah fair enough he, he pulled out uh, and uh, and McLaren won the fight but he was he was going to win that fight anyway he really was he was dominant he was clearly better I didn't see a way back for Winston Ramos if I'm being honest and uh, yeah Reese McLaren looks a threat now in that division he called out the champ um, who I believe is fighting coming up very very soon if I'm not mistaken and uh, that should that you know that'd be a fun fight he says he's been ranked at number 5 for a good while and uh, you know move up that division is probably uh, a good thing for the, the whole competition uh, or, or the whole promotion even because he's very good and uh, very uh, a very interesting watch and in the main event what what a what a matchup this was for the vacant flyweight kickboxing um world title i, I just kind of wish i was talking to my guy Ian O'Neill as well who's been on the show with me a few times we were both kind of saying god i, I wish this was in the smaller gloves because it would have been absolute you know bananas altogether for why if it was in the smaller gloves but anyway um uh pmm jang the the fighting rooster as they call him against jonathan de bella an absolute mad pace from the start. Zhang looked great uh, at the start. Just so fast. Almost like one of the fastest people I've ever seen fighting in my life. Uh, looked powerful too. But Bella grew into it. Walked forward uh, and landed. Fighting out of the southpaw stance fight. Landed at straight right. Or sorry, straight left. Towards the end of the fight. Or the end of the round. Uh, probably didn't do enough to win it. But uh, came on well uh, in the end. After I wouldn't say a slow start. It was just a really fast start from Zhang, and he dominated the first, you know, 70-80% of that round. Again, in the second round, Zhang started fast, but Debella came into it much quicker here, didn't leave it till the last, you know, 30, 45 seconds or whatever it was. Mad exchanges in the last minute of the second round. Ball landing, uh, backhands, ball landing, big, big shots in there. Um, leg kicks, were the story of the third round because they were just spamming them leg kick after leg kick after leg kick from both guys in the first maybe minute and 20 of the round uh, lots of body shots then landed a, a few including a few kicks and they were just trading late Zhang slipped from a high kick midway through but the high kick still looked very good I wonder though did it not maybe score as highly because he slipped and I think it could have been in the fourth it was the Bella's high kicks that were the standout thing to me and this was the first time in the fight where I think um he was like clearly winning, if you get me. But that got him tired. I thought he was very tired in the middle of the fourth. Zhang won the midsection around. The Bella came back late. So again, a close round there. Uh, I really uh, these rounds, you know, with the, and these guys are so small and so fast. It's hard to know who's winning. I leave that to the experts. I'm not. I, I don't even know what my score is to be honest. I thought it could have been a draw at the end of it. But anyway, we had the fifth round close. But Zhang was seemingly landing harder. Um, Nice check left hook he landed, and the Bella. It was. It looked like he was kind of, you know, maybe on on the backward foot here. It looked like Zhang was maybe going to take it, and then he lands a massive left high kick knockdown, and um, the rooster got up. He, <laughs> he had the cock crew in the morning, and the <laughs> the rooster stood, and uh, he uh, he survived, and he came through it really well. You know, the Bella said at the end. If he had had another minute, he would have finished him. I, I I probably don't agree with that, to be honest, because the rooster was so tough um, and survived towards the end of that round. Uh, but in the end, he lost, and uh, Debella won it. 
Uh, I thought it was another one that could have been a draw. It was a unanimous decision for Debella and, uh, you know, a big win for him. He's very emotional afterwards. His father was a, a former um, world kickboxing champion, you know, representing Italy, representing Canada and New York as well, he said. So, uh, you know, that's a great fan base to have the three of those places. But a fantastic, uh, fantastic stand-up fight. And uh, one that uh, if you missed, uh, you probably should uh, go back and and watch. So, yeah, all in all... Uh, I, I enjoyed the top two. That's the most important thing, I, I suppose. The two, probably two best fights of the night. Two best, look, the best fight of the night was probably the main event. The best performance of the night was probably Reese McLaren uh, in the co-main event. And after, you know, uh, that that's the main thing, I suppose. Echo Ronnie as well, very, very good. L- really looking forward to seeing what Black does uh, in the future as well. But all in all, yeah, as I said, a pretty enjoyable way to start off the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. Keep it locked to Shardog.com for the rest of the weekend. There's obviously going to be a lot of stuff up there uh, the results the play by play the whole lot so keep it here on Shardog.com and I'll be here as well but for now I will say goodbye signing off Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com and I'll see you all next time